All right, all right, all right. Welcome back, everybody, to yet another episode of I Think I'm Doing This Right. This is your girl, Bree, and welcome, welcome. Here on I Think I'm Doing This Right, we talk about dating and relationships, single, solo, co-parenting issues, um, black girl issues, <laughs> life issues, mama issues, daddy issues. I know I'm figuring it out. All of these things, I know you're trying to figure it out, so why not we figure it out together? Uh, yeah, I've been trying to record over these last few weeks. I've been um, in a lot of moving spaces, <laughs> mentally, physically, emotionally, financially, whatever you need. I have been in that um, today's episode. I kind of want to just talk about where um, what I've been doing really is funny because I was looking back at the analytics for my episodes and for some reason y'all really interested in dating <laughs> like my most popular episodes are on single mothers and dating which I find very interesting so uh, I think I just want to give a recap and also maybe like just kind of dive into um, dating as I am continuously evolving um, and kind of maybe touch on some things that we've seen recently from some influencers in, you know, YouTube and, you know, people who've come up like B. Simone and things like that. So let's get this party started. Okay. The last few weeks, I have been preparing to move. I mentioned on a couple episodes that I bought a house. Well, buying a house um that's a <laughs> it's coming it's coming like it's so close that i literally can feel it like i am days away from signing the paperwork to be a homeowner for the first time and that's a big deal and if i had like one of the little sound machines you hear the yay yay like the applause and all that jazz but you know let's just imagine that it's there even when it's not so i digress um so that's what i've been working on uh packing up my house once again just mentally seeing it you know i always talk about manifestation and when i say i have been in my mind seeing this house picturing this house visualizing this house like just my feelings of being in there like i'm so 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 excited i am sitting you know, I sit in my room some days. Right now, I'm sitting on my couch. Um, I put all my equipment away, so I don't have my mic. I don't have my mic stand or anything. I don't have my headphones. We're doing the kicking it old school with just the computer. But it's just so surreal to me that I have um, gotten so close to this mark. Like, I've gotten so close to this place of being able to cross over from 
being just a, a habitual renter and like, oh, you know, I don't feel like I'm going to be in this place for too long to being a homeowner to think about like, man, I got property. Like this is something that heaven forbid something happens to me. It passes on to my son or it can pass on to my family. Like it just makes me excited to know that I have something tangible like that, that no one can come take away from me. Um, that's exciting for me. And it should be exciting for a lot of people. If you are thinking about buying a home or if you have bought a home, I think we take it for granted as uh, black people, brown people. We have always been taught that it's such a um, unrealistic goal, like, or it's such a huge goal. Like when they tell you like, you know, buying a house is a big deal. It's almost like a fear. Like it's a, it's a deep seated fear that we are not going to qualify. (laughs) We're not good enough to get a house when the reality of the situation is we are beyond good enough. And that when it's your time, it is your time. Number one, but number two, it's your time when you decided that it's going to be your time. And by no means am I suggesting anybody ever go the route that I did. (laughs) Like I just, I've been thinking about it for a long time and preparing. I did more mental preparing than I did financial preparing. That's why I say don't go the route I did. Now, am I financially prepared? Yes. Do I have my down payment? Yes. Did I save my money? Am I touching? Like, I'm not borrowing from my 401k. I'm not borrowing from mommy and daddy. You know, uh, I did have, uh, my sister actually gave me a small gift. A small gift. Like, when I say a small gift, I mean, it was just, I was like, hey, look, can you kick me a little bit so I can have some extra cash? And she was like, sure. So, but when I, when I say like, I really was like zero to 100 real quick to get the down payment for my house. Like I was on some, no, not buying this, not going there, not doing this, not doing. And it was a great time during quarantine to really sit back, evaluate my finances and get my shit in order. Like that's just reality of the situation. Would I suggest anybody else go this route? Hell no. (laughs) I would suggest that you set a goal for yourself of six months to a year to really look at like, okay, I want to buy this amount of house and this is how much I want to put down. And when I say this is how much I want to put down, I need another, you know, 3% on top of that to 3% of the house you know, the cost of the home to go down towards closing costs so that you are beyond prepared, that you literally can walk in and just start shopping. As for me, I did start shopping and I was saving money at the same time and it was like super on my grind. So it was a long way of saying like, I learned a lot about myself and I've learned a lot about finances. I've learned a lot about how people view you. And I say people as in, um, you know, mortgage brokers and companies, how people view you as either financially responsible or irresponsible when you go to buy a home. And a lot of times there's a lot of scrutiny for black and brown people because there is this misconception that either A, you cannot prove that your finances are legitimate or B, um, they want to see that you are about what you say you are about. Um, And by that, I mean, 
you are you know good for paying your bills on time you are receiving you know legitimate sources of income um you know and i just feel like it's very hard for black and brown people historically to get home so it's almost like um it's a lot of fear and i have experienced that and i want that to change i want to be a part of that change and i want that to change so that's where I've been at like my mind my money (laughs) my energy has been on my house and when I get into my house my house is going to all be about being in my house um and just the ideology that I want I'm not going to have anybody above me. I'm not going to have anybody, you know, I'm not sharing any walls with anybody. You know, for the first time, it'll be my standalone home, my walls, (laughs) my roof, my garage. Like, it's going to be mine. And that is such a glorious feeling. Like, I promise you, all all jokes aside, I know I'm going to cry. I know I'm going to cry. I'm going to be shaking. Like, I'm shaking when I think about signing the papers to close on my home. So, I'm really excited about this. Um, So, yeah. I'm really excited. And if y'all can't tell, I'm super excited. But with that being said, like, kind of along the lines of where I've been at about buying a home and everything. One of the things that I have... um, come across recently and I've been talking to my sister circle about is how leveling up and I'm like I'm seeing less and less men as I level up and it's not that I'm like I'm seeing what's funny is the more I elevate and I'm seeing like hey I'm about to own a home I'm a single I'm a single woman and a single mother that's about to own a home by herself and I'm meeting more married men no, I'm not dating, but I'm, you know, coming across like more couples that are like, yeah, you know, me and my wife just bought our second home or me and my wife just bought our first home or, um, yeah, my wife and I are looking at buying homes next year. Like, it's just, I'm seeing more black and brown people who are married and more white people who've been married for years. And I'm sitting up here like I'm about to buy my first home and I don't have any prospects. <laughs> So your girl's a little bit in her feelings about it, to say the least. But um, to the whole B. Simone comment that came out this week, I thought it was interesting that people were so offended by what she said. Now, pause, 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 pause. I don't agree with the ideology that... I don't agree with saying that I would never date a man that works a nine to five. I don't agree with saying that I wouldn't make want to be with a man who makes less money than me. That's just where, because I've gone through what I've gone through and I've lived through what I've lived. My, my desire is to be with a man who loves me, who wants to pour into me. Now I had this interesting conversation with a guy friend of mine and we were talking about, how how I would deal with a man approaching me now that I'm about, about to be a homeowner. And I said, I'm not asking a man to come in and pay the bills in my house because I'm able to pay the bills in my house. I'm able to pay the mortgage in my house and it's not going to make me lose any sleep. However, however, <laughs> however, 
You cannot just come into my house and not do anything. You have to not even just contribute. You got to want to contribute. You got to come in the house and say, man, shoot, she paying X amount for her mortgage. She pays X amount for these utilities and this and that. Man, what can I do to help lighten that load? And if he came to me and said, baby, I look, I want to pay this mortgage for you so bad. But I ain't got it to pay the mortgage. But what I do got is I can get all of these utilities up off you. And I can get you on this groceries. Cool. That's. Hey. Money in the bank. Money in the bank. Make sure the utilities is paid. And we Gucci. The thing about it is. It's not about you. You know. Making six figures anymore. It's not about you. You know. Coming in. And you being. You know, like people say, Captain Save Hope, because you're not saving me from anything. But if you can help lighten my load, if you can help carry this weight with me and want to carry it with me and want to make my life easier and say, hey, I'm going to make dinner a couple nights a week. Or if I don't make dinner, I'm going to give food or I'm going to make sure we cover. I think, you know, I don't I don't think my ship has sailed in regards to having a man who's a provider because that's what I would like. So. When I say what I would like is I would like a provider, but in the ways in which you provide is not necessary to meet a specific standard. It's, you know what I'm saying? Like it's not, I'm not requiring you to be this person that comes in as like Mr. Moneybags and you dropping 10 G's a month to make sure our life stays afloat. But what I'm asking you to do is maybe drop $500 a month. And make sure I don't have to pay no, I don't have to pay the light bill or the water bill or the electricity or the gas or anything like that. I can just come home and make sure that every once a month, the mortgage is paid. Once a month, my car note is paid, whatever that may be. And I think that when she made that statement that she needs a man who matches her hustle i think what she was trying to say my hope i don't know i can't speak for the girl but my hope is that she was trying to suggest that i want somebody who understands my lifestyle and i think she did go on to say that and she tried to clean it up and i can get that i can respect that say i what i would want is someone who understands me understands my lifestyle and it doesn't and just leave it at that it don't have to have nothing to do with his income but when you start bringing money into it and you start saying that i need a man that makes x amount of dollars okay well let's peel that onion back why do you need a man that makes x amount of dollars well i want a man that makes x amount of dollars because da 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 I want a man, you know, I had to do that for myself. I wrote down like what I want in a husband, what I want in a partner, what I want in the love of my life. And then I said, you know, why do you want this? I kept asking why. Why do you want a provider, Brie? Well, I want a provider because I watched men come into my mother's life who did not provide for her, who did not provide for us. And... I watched how difficult it was for her to live her life in addition to having someone that was also another weight and not someone lifting her up. So it was something that was embedded in me what I watched that let me know that I cannot have this.
And that's the reason, you know, part of the reason why I am not with my child's father is because I did not see him. He was not providing for us early on, not because he couldn't, because he didn't want to. And then at one point when he couldn't, it was not the communication that, hey, I ain't got it right now. It was just, I don't even want to fuck with you right now because I ain't got it. So there was a lot of other things that were happening, but that's what it was. And I think when we started looking at black women, black single mothers, there's already these preconceived notions that we are trying to take somebody's bread. We're trying to come after somebody's money. So that was another thing that I wrote down. I want somebody who's able to see me and understand me and love me in all my facets because I don't want to have to overcompensate, which is what I've done in my past. I want somebody who understands that, yes, I am a giver. However, I want them to be just equally as much of a giver as I am to me as I am to them. I just said that in a very weird way. I want someone to be just as much as a giver as I am to them than they are to me. I don't know if I'm... <laughs> it's, it's late, y'all. You know, I do this either early in the morning or late at night. And it's the late at night. So what I'm trying to get at is as I continue to evolve, as I continue to level up, I'm seeing less and less men that are available that are the type of man that I would want and then I'm meeting more and more men who are available who are nothing like I would want you know I had a um one particular brother (laughs) story time I had one particular brother reach out to me and was like yo Brie I just I'm feeling you so much I think you're you know so pretty you're this and you're that and I want to take you out and I said that's all well and good however you know this is what's going on in my life I was very transparent this is what's going on in my life this is where I'm at and I don't have time for anything extra right right this moment, number one. Number two, I was like, you seem like a very nice person, but I don't think we're in the same space. Physically, we're in the same space. Mentally, anything like that. No, 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 no. It is, it is, it is. Just give me a chance. Just give me a chance. Here's my thing. I can tell that this is not my judge. I trust myself that much now. And it's not because I think this person is a bad person. It's not because I think this person is um, horrible or unattractive or anything like that. He's a decent looking man, but he's not my type, number one. And number two, I don't want to invest the time where I just don't think it's going to render the result. I, I know like this is not where I want to be. Like I'm just going to be 100. Like this is not where I want to be. And I think that people are always like, oh, you got to give it a chance. But I know, I I know this ain't, this ain't what I want. (laughs) And I don't want to spend that time. And people will, will, you know, I'm one of my good friends um, just recently got married. And I, um, 
I felt some type of way because I was like, yo, we was really cool until you met your, you know, now spouse. And I was like, we were cool. But then when you met this person, you started pulling more and more away from me. And that's, I'm trying to make it make sense. It bothered me because I was like, you started pouring so much into this person that you lost sight of who you were. And I feel that if I were to give, you know, somebody else a chance that I know I would, there would have to be a lot of work on my part to, I'm I'm just be 100. Cause I'm like, I'm trying to just be mindful of what I'm saying. Like I, if it's going to cause me to change in such a way that I'm going to lose myself in not a good way, like I'm going to lose myself in the sense of I'm going to have to sacrifice my what I want. Like, I don't really want to be with this person. I'm not really attracted to this person. They're not my judge. And I know that I'm going to have to shift some things in myself to uh, accept and accommodate. And that to me sacrifices my peace and then when I look at my friend who walked away from my friendship because they met someone and and walked away in the sense that what I'm telling you I'm ready to get out of this place because moving always weird shit happens I've had more spiders I've had more just random instances of just leakage and all kinds of stuff y'all and I just heard a you know a random noise and I'm like I just can't I'm ready (laughs) to be out so anyways I digress um when I noticed that my friends started to change who they were because of a new relationship and I'm like yeah you should shift there should be some change but then You know, you get so caught up and I'm like, please don't come back hollering at me two, three years because this happens. This has happened more times than I would like somebody you meet somebody. You start acting real brand new and then the relationship don't work out and you write back like and I've done it, too. And I've done and I've I've had to apologize and eat, you know, crow a couple times. But that's how I know, like, I can't do that shit no more. So if I meet get it, meet someone and I get into a relationship and it causes me to change in a way that I've pushed away people that I've held near and dear, this ain't for me. Or if I've had to make adjustments and say, well, I mean, you know, you, you know, when you preface, <laughs> I mean, he may not be the best man. He may not be the cutest. He may not be the smartest. He may not, you know, like when you got to preface stuff or she may not be this, she may not be that. Like when guys do that, I know that you are making a sacrifice that you wouldn't want to. I think that you should always say like, man, I, this person is it for me. They do it for me. They do it for me, period. That's it. And um, I haven't come across that. You know, I haven't come across an instance where... Um, in my dating adventures in the last couple of years where I have legitimately been like, they do it for me. Um, I was very happy in my last relationship in the beginning because I was like, yo, this person wants to be with me. They seem like they've been really pursuing me. So it was almost this 
they pursued me. I thought that they liked me. But then when we got into it and I was in the midst of the relationship, I was the one doing a lot of the shifting. I was the one doing a lot of the accommodating. I was the one doing a lot of the conceding. You know, it was the um, that process that let me know like, hey, I wanted to be in a relationship more than I wanted to be happy with who I was. And that's for real. Like I wanted the relationship more than I wanted my own happiness. Um, and that was very hard for me to look at post the relationship going south. For me to say that I gave up a part of Brie for the sake of the relationship. And I, and I thought about that once because I know we're kind of shifting down to another topic before I wrap up but I thought about that when I was buying my house because I have a few friends few married friends who are buying houses too and they're like man my my husband wants this but I want that and then I saw a house that I really liked and my husband hated it or one of my guy friends he's like my wife want me to spend Four hundred thousand dollars, and depend on where you live, four hundred grand ain't much. But where I'm at, four hundred grand gonna get you a whole lot of house. You hear me? It's gonna get you a whole heap of house, and you it's gonna be nice. Um, so you know, he was saying that oh, my wife wanted me to buy this four hundred thousand dollar house, and da 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 da, and um, and you know, like, but. I don't get, I'm not going to get what I want out of it. And so I was thinking, I, and I've said, I was like, yo, I'm so grateful that I'm buying this house by myself. That as a single woman, I'm getting to make the decision of what I like, what makes me happy, what I'm willing to do, what I'm willing not to do. Because when I was in my last relationship, it was, you need to move to where I'm at. Number one, I made more money. I made more money than him. But he wanted me to move to where he was at. That was the first thing. Second thing was we needed to equally have, uh, let's just say for shits and giggles, $15,000. He wanted me to have $15,000 and he wanted him to have $15,000 to go towards the down payment of a house. Anybody who's ever bought a house, just know that for a $200,000 house, 30,000 down is an immense amount of money. Like you are your mortgage is basically going to be for a $170,000 house and you you'll you'll be fine. <laughs> you'll be two people will be fine. <laughs> and it was so it was he wanted me to have this immense amount of money down and then when he asked like when we first were kind of exploring the idea of our relationship growing and getting married and having a house and having a life together and it it became um yo Bree I know you you want a nice bathroom and a kitchen but you know what I want and he got very specific about all of these detailed intricacies that he wanted in his house and I said okay but Okay, but like, and I'm, I'm like sitting up here trying to explain like those things are well and good. However, I was like, 
you've never asked me like what else would I want and the moment that I asked him like I do think one time he was just he talked about his his house all the time oh man when we get this house and my house is gonna be like this this and this and this and then I want this and then I want you know what I want a deck in the back like this dude imagine this house that was easily three hundred thousand dollars where he want where he wanted to buy it it was easily a three hundred thousand dollar house which is trust me that's not bad but what he was what he was excluding was the fact that I was going to live in this house too and when I jokingly said like man you always talking about all these details and every day you come up with something new I was like what about me you ever asked me what what other things I want in the house and you should have seen him but he got so mad and he was like, I know what you want in the house. I know you want a nice kitchen and a bathroom. And you'll get that. Damn, I'm telling you what I want right now. Pause alert. And so I talked. And you know, I had to. I had to come down. Because he just went way extreme. Like he just went bipolar crazy. And I said, yo, listen. At the end of the day. If we're going to go into this venture together, I would like to feel like I'm a part of this conversation. I would like to feel like I'm a part of this journey. But when you do this, it makes me feel like I'm secondary and this is, you you know, your primary. And um, he wasn't trying to hear me. I think it actually ended up turning into an argument. But I just listened to my friends who are in marriages and, you know, how it seems like they're conceding a lot of times I'm hearing more concessions than I'm hearing compromise and you know they say like oh yeah you know I'm I'm going to get this but they're going to get 80% you know I'm going to give this person 80% and then I'm going to get this little 20% I'm going to I'm going to get my man cave even though everything else in the house is what she wants or everything else in the house is what he wants as long as I get my kitchen and bathroom and I just am like my house that I'm buying is about to be my house. And one day, Lord willing, or, you know, if I'm so favored, when I do buy a house of my husband, it is going to be something where I can say, we are on the same page. The conversations that we're having are equal and they are joint conversations. And Maybe he is trying to make me happy. Maybe he is going to give me a little bit extra. But the thing about it is, I am the type of person that I want to give my man extra. Like, I want him to win. Like, I want want to give up and sacrifice too. Because that's the way I show my love. And so, I think that that's what has kept me single for a while. Is because... Um, one now I am more in tune with myself I am more in tune with my wants and needs Um, I am not going to judge someone who makes less money than me I won't judge someone who's in a different financial state than I am in either but what I am going to judge you on is how you treat me what I am going to judge you on is how you interact with me how you compromise with me if you compromise with me or if it is just someone being an opportunist coming along and saying, man, like she got her shit together. Let me jump on this bandwagon. Or she's, you know, I see her doing big things. Let me get on this bandwagon. 
and it's hard. Like I can, I can't imagine being in B Simone's shoes or being in these other, you know, female celebrity shoes. And I'm just like, y'all make an immense amount of money and meeting a man that has more money or has the same amount of money than you does not equate to having the same, um, you know, integrity. He might not have the same amount of integrity. So while we're sitting up here chasing a man that has six figures, I mean, shit, I look at men all the time that make a lot of money and they're assholes. <laughs> Sorry. They are jerks. They are disrespectful. They are, you know, condescending or they're arrogant. Like had a guy, I was making more money than him, but he didn't have any children. So he looked at it like, oh, we're equal. But he said, you should be grateful that me being a man who has, you know, a good income and no children is even, you know, talking to you. I should be grateful. You raggedy piece of trash. (laughs) And so I think that, you know, he didn't have any fucking integrity. He was a dickhead. Sorry. This ain't going to be PG. He was a jerk. And... That's the things that matter. When I'm elevating myself, I feel like I'm also humbling myself at the same time. I'm I'm going higher and I'm, you know, still trying to be, you know, humble. I'm still trying to be, you know, one of the people. I am still trying to show and prove that. And, and not even prove, but I'm still trying to show that I am a part of being the change that I want to see in the world and the love pouring out the love that I want to receive agnostic of money. And I think that when we are dating, when you are leveling up, when you're buying homes, when you're going into different spaces, getting bigger, and better jobs at the end of the day, it's the integrity. It's the way that you approach a situation. It's how you um, handle situations that are going to speak volumes. And that's where I'm trying to be. Just period. That's my rant for the night. I hope you enjoyed it. If not, you probably dropped off a long time ago. So it is what it is. Thank you so much for being a part of I think I'm doing this right. Check me out on social media at Brie Lately uh, or my website, www.brielately.com. Um, if you haven't read my books, go get you a book, um, Seven Short Breaths, Seven Short Breaths on Amazon by A.Brene, B-R-E-N-E-E, or Liars Involved, also on Amazon. And you can Google it. It's also by author A. Brene, which is me. I appreciate you for listening. Bear with me the next next couple weeks as I am moving out of one place and moving into another. Keep your thoughts and prayers with me as I am trying to step out on faith, step out in this journey. You're the best part of this show. And I will see you next time. Peace.